Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Welcome to the first ever Ask Jess segment. I wanted to create a way for you to be able to connect with me on the podcast. So it's more of a two-way collaborative conversation. And I wanted to also give you the most value every month. So I came up with the idea of let's do a Q&A style podcast, which is going to be like a deep dive, nosy insight into my life, my business, but also an opportunity for you to ask the questions that you need, kind of like a hot seat coaching session. So this is going to give you so much value. Even if you didn't submit a question and you're just listening, it's going to give you an insight into the way that I coach. And it's going to give you so much value because I know that a lot of the questions coming through, there were similar themes. So I know this is going to land so, so well for you and you can take the bits and pieces that you need. So thank you to everyone that submitted their questions this month and every month I'm going to have a different theme. So this first one, I didn't have a theme because I just wanted to see what came through and just let you ask whatever the heck you want. But each theme I'm going to have each month, I'm going to have a different theme, which you can find out what the theme is and submit your questions via the link in the show notes. So every first of the month, the new theme will be announced on that page and you'll be able to submit your questions through there. So let's get into it and let's have some fun. Today I'm covering how to keep the vibes high in your business when it feels like things just aren't going the way you'd hoped or things in your personal life are challenging. And of course, that's going to flow into your business. I also am covering building your next level brand identity to really scale, to step into your next level CEO self, how to scale when you're booked out with clients as well, which is a really common question that I have coming through. Also, I'm covering like how much info to give away for free and a ton more in this. I was so grateful and impressed with the amount of questions, but also the quality of questions coming through for this new segment. So let's get into it. Hey, Jess. How do you find momentum again when you're feeling down about your business because you either haven't hit your income goal or you've maybe lost a huge client or just when things are feeling really hard in your business and you're not getting the results you want? How do you find the momentum to keep going? So firstly, we need to claim back your power and stop blaming external things to you or creating these false narratives around what that looks like and what that means about you. Because when things aren't working out how you would like, you 100% have control over everything that happens in your business and in your life. And so the first thing we actually need to do is take back your power around that. If you keep blaming external things like I don't have time, I don't have the money, all the clients have canceled with me or no one signing up. What that's just saying is I don't have the power or control over my own life and results. And that is the narrative that is getting fed back to your subconscious. So I want you to firstly know you have the power to change that if things aren't going how you would like or momentum is slowing down or you're not getting the results or hitting those goals. We have the power to change that. So look at the facts, come back to the facts, which the fact might be you've lost a client. That means nothing about you or your abilities 
or your ability to build a successful business. But usually the reason why we feel lacking in momentum or motivation or things feel heavy is because we've attached a meaning to it. Bring it back to the fact it means nothing about your ability to build a successful business just because one client is no longer choosing to work with you. So instead, ask yourself, what can I do about it? What is the result that I want to create and how can I create that? When we start asking ourselves these questions, it opens up our subconscious to receiving the potential answer. But if we've already decided that we're not good at business, we're not good at making income, then our subconscious already has all of the answers it needs. It closes itself off to new insights, new information that could actually shift your entire reality. So don't wait until you feel good to move. Often we need to move first and then we get to feel different and receive a different result. Hey Jess, I'm at a point in my business where I've just raised my prices a couple of months ago and now I've hit capacity taking on any more one-on-one clients. My question is how can I scale my business if I've capped myself with one-on-one clients? What should I be changing or tweaking in my business to help me scale without trading more of my time for money? Okay, firstly, what a good problem to have and I love this for you. So what I see when it comes to this, and I hear this from so many people, I've increased my prices recently, so I can't do it again. I see too many business owners stay stuck in their business and resentment or burnout starts to build simply because they're afraid to make moves that they think they're not allowed to make. But remember, it's your business. You are allowed to do what is going to serve you best, which ultimately is going to serve your clients best too. You can increase your prices as much and often as you need. I had one incredible client. She four times and six times some of her prices within three months because she was moving that fast and the demand kept coming in. So keep that in mind next time you're afraid to maybe increase your prices or shift your business or let go of certain clients or whatever the moves are. But first decide what the vision of your company is long term. Because you can stay stuck where you are, but chances are that's not your vision for you, for your clients, for your family, for your generational wealth. And so quite often we don't make the moves that we know we should be making because we are afraid of conflict, because we are stepping back into our people pleasing self. But just know that when you serve yourself the best, you are going to be able to serve your clients the best. You're no longer going to have that resentment there. You're no longer going to feel that pressure to show up over and above your means. You're going to feel valued by being paid what you need to be paid. Ultimately, it is going to be a win-win situation. So go back to the vision for your business. And there are a few different things we can do, right? So pricing is one. Other things you can do if you are capped with clients is you can scale by hiring more team and building out an agency. And I know this question has come from someone who has an agency. So you can build out your team so that they can facilitate more of the client work. That's one. Another one is you could add a new offer. So of course you could add more of a passive offer that doesn't require as much time, such as a course to serve those clients that you can't work with. But what I actually see a course as is 
catering to a different audience. The audience who want you to do the work for them don't necessarily want to watch a course, consume the course, learn about it so that they can DIY it. Some people will, but I see them as two different audiences. If I want to find someone who can do the work for me, then chances are I don't want to learn it myself. So there's that, but you can add the course because that's going to be a great way to add some extra income targeting those people who maybe aren't ready to invest in a done for you, but they want support. They want to learn from you. They love your expertise. So really get honest about the moves that you likely already know you need to make and what's holding you back and then move anyway. Chances are, you know (laughs) what you need to do. And while we can get more strategic and we can tweak the strategies and things like that, chances are you already know. Hi, Jess. It's Erin here from Matcha UT. I had a question about positioning the brand and how we view our brand. Something that really resonated with me was the fact that if you want to scale and see your brand in stores globally in Australia, just be that go-to brand, then you have to start thinking like that brand. Just wondering how you really step in and own that. So I'd really love some clarity around that, just how I get to that point of just seeing myself as a badass CEO running a premium, reputable, authentic tea brand. So any insight on that would be very helpful to me. Okay. Love this question. This is something I touched on inside of my program scale recently. And so what I'll say to this is if you're wanting to scale, if you're wanting to see, be seen as that global brand, then brand positioning is key. So first things first, look at your marketing, look at your social media, look at your website and ask yourself, does this position me as that global leader that I see myself as? Because quite often we can have this image in our minds or our vision, but then when we look at the actual execution, sometimes it's not there. So look at your brand positioning. Is it really putting that best foot forward? So what I would recommend is choose three key words that you want your brand to embody and to be known for. So maybe it's quality, connection, and relaxing. And then what you would want to do is make sure that those words are embodied in the colors you use, in the fonts you use, in the imagery, in the videos, in the words and messaging that you use so that without a doubt, people know instantly that you are about quality, connection and relaxing. For my swimwear brand, when I built that in the early days, I knew that I wanted the brand to be about quality. I knew I needed it to be positioned alongside global, global brands. So quality was one. I wanted it to have a feminine and fun element and I wanted it to feel like an adventure. So what I did, obviously the designs were quite feminine, but I would choose a feminine style model and I would have her climbing rocks in beautiful destinations, which translate the adventure piece. I also invested really from day one, I flew all the way to Melbourne to do a high quality photo shoot. Photos are everything, especially when you've got a product-based business, but visual elements are key. And I knew that having, if I want people to see the quality through the computer screen, through my marketing, the photos need to be high quality. If you have low quality photos, no matter how great quality your product is, people are going to perceive it as low quality. If your photos are low quality, because especially when you're dealing online, they can't touch it. They can't feel it. So start to look at your imagery, your positioning, your messaging, your branding, and 
that future version of you and your business when you are global, you're stocked globally, all of these incredible goals, how would you look? How would your brand look? How would you show up? What kind of marketing are you doing? And this can also apply to you as a person in terms of your future self. How are you showing up as that badass CEO version of you who's already scaled? How are you leading yourself? How are you communicating? How are you showing up confidently? And start to shift that. Because when we shift our world first, the external world and results get to catch But brand positioning is going to be one of the biggest keys to actually being seen there. And I can 100% put the number one reason why I was invited to New York Fashion Week after one week in business was because of my brand positioning, was because of my high quality imagery, was because of the great product as well. But brand positioning put me beside those brands that have been operating for years and years and years. And they said, this brand looks world class. Let's invite her to New York Fashion Week. It didn't matter that I'd been in business for one week. This is how we collapse time around our goals as well. So brand positioning is going to be so valuable and so powerful to lean into. Hey Jess, my name is Kirsty and I'm a photographer. I've recently made the leap into wedding photography and I've started to think about investing into some professional branding for my business and a new website. And I want to know what your thoughts are and how important professional branding is. Uh, Should I just let my work speak for itself or should I really put my best foot forward? Should I look at it in terms of an investment result? How do I justify how much I should be spending? Okay, so what I'm going to say is going to contradict a little bit what I just said on the previous question. But when making any investment, ask yourself, what is my main goal right now? Because there are a million things we can do in our business. We can have a new photo shoot every week. We can update our branding. We can start a new Facebook page. We can get on every single one of the social media platforms and there's new ones every damn day. Like we can do a bajillion things. They're not all going to move the needle forward. So if the main goal behind the branding or the website investment is to get more books, Kings, but the website that you've created is pretty good anyway, then I would say no, I wouldn't invest in it. Now, there's obviously a time and a place where investing in branding and websites can be helpful. But when it comes to photography, when I'm hiring photographers, I don't give a shit what their website looks like. I'm looking at, can you do photos to the style and the quality that I need? So I'd be looking at your portfolio as the number one. And because I know you, your Instagram, there is no branding elements whatsoever. It's photos, photos, photos. Like, it's a visual product. So your whole social media is photos that you've taken, which is your portfolio. So investing in branding, I wouldn't even see it. You won't see it unless you get to the website, which is actually pretty good anyway. So the main things I would be looking at is investing your time into maybe building out that portfolio more. And if it's not a hundred percent, the style of work you want to be doing, then maybe setting up and investing in a shoot where you can demonstrate and create something that is exactly the work you want to attract. Because similar to the previous question, we need to position ourselves how we want to be seen first and then the opportunities come. So working on that is going to be really key. I mean, you might already say that the style you've got is what you want. So then maybe it's just putting more of that out there and then making yourself visible. That would be the main priority. If you want more bookings, more people need to know you exist. It doesn't even matter if you have the best website and branding in the world, if no one knows you exist. 
So while branding and websites are great to have, they're not 100% necessary. My question is around showing up online, even if you're going through some very big changes in your life. So I'm going through a marriage separation and just wondering if you have any advice on how to keep the momentum up when life feels very heavy. Okay, firstly, I want to acknowledge and thank you for sharing so vulnerably this challenge because throughout life, we're all going to have shit that hits the fan, right? Or challenging situations. So I've been through my fair share and I get it because it's like business is life. Like we are in business because we love it. And so we don't want to just let go of that part of us that lights us up and brings us joy. And so one thing that I found as the most powerful tool that you can use when life is kind of there, you know, life is happening is to shift your energy in those moments when you want to snap into biz mode or you want to show up on social media. And now this is not about denying or numbing those emotions because you can process them, but it's about when you're showing up, shifting your energy into a new realm and embodying that most vibrant, powerful, positive version of yourself, right? Because people feel our energy and energy and energetics is a huge part of sales flow and building a business that feels light and fun as well. So we want to shift into that energy. So how I shift my energy is we want to get into that high vibe energy. So if you're feeling, even if you're just feeling a bit light or a bit tired or a bit like lacking motivation, you get to shift that energy. And the way we do that is by moving our body first and our mind actually catches up and follows. So high vibe dancing, putting on your favorite music and just shifting and having like a dance rave party. Here's me in my office at like 6 a.m., having a dance and having a rave. It works. Trust me. Other things you can even do is just like start giving yourself a round of applause. Anything that triggers your mind back into that high vibe energy is going to be really, really powerful for those moments. Maybe you anchor into that right before you show up on socials or give a live stream or whatever it might be. And then maybe after you've done your business work or shifted into that, you can regulate your nervous system and ground it back down, maybe with some deep breathing and coming back down with that because obviously like a level of excitement and nervousness and any of those kind of high vibes are also a state of somewhat dysregulation. So you might want to ground back down. Sometimes I actually do deep breathing and then the high vibe energy and that can be really powerful as well. So there's so much more that I could say to this around, you know, how to navigate life and business and all of that. Maybe I'll do a whole episode, but hopefully that helps even just in the short term to shift some of your energy when you are wanting to show up and just set little times. If you set yourself just one small task in the day and then anything extra, if you're just feeling on a roll, then amazing. Those are bonuses as well. Hey Jess, I have a burning question for you. I have a full-time job and I want to build my own empire on the side. But what I'm always struggling with is finding that energy to, to build things, to create things. What 
would you suggest for me or to 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 look at in my own life? Okay, everyone has things on, right? And I understand when you're juggling a full-time job, it can take up a ton of time. I have been there. But what I want to say is it is a trade-off. So sometimes short-term, we need to put in the effort. We need to put in the energy. And sometimes short-term pushing for the longer-term gains is worth it. The thing is, if you keep waiting until you have more energy or you feel more motivated, it's going to be three months time and you're still going to be stuck exactly where you are. So if you really want it, you'll prioritize it. And I'm the biggest advocate for not burning out and not overdoing it. But sometimes we have to make short-term sacrifices. So if you need a rest, maybe it's like a half an hour rest and then you get into what you need to do versus like three hours of rest. Maybe it's sacrificing a bit of that Netflix time in the short term to take some action on your goals. And while I wouldn't recommend getting to the point of burnout where I did, where I sacrificed everything, (laughs) wouldn't recommend that. But the key is taking one step forward. And over time, imagine in three months time, if you just took one small step a day, it's going to be huge. You're going to be well and truly ahead of where you are if you wait until you just feel better or you wait until you have more energy. So the first key that you need to do if you're ever feeling stuck or things just aren't moving is deciding that you are done with the excuses and you are ready to go all in. This can happen at every stage of business. It's not just about starting a business, but keeping a business going, entering a new era, entering a new phase, going to a whole new level. Because once you decide this, I'm done with the excuses, I'm going all in and I am making it happen. It becomes a no brainer. It just starts to happen. So I get it, but it's time to decide either to stay where you are and visualize your life in three months, six months, a year's time. Where will you be if you keep staying stuck and using that as an excuse versus just doing the damn thing and see where you might be? It's powerful. So I also had a question come through as a text, which was around like, I'm scared to start my new business. I have this idea and it's not a fear of failure, but it's like, why do I keep self-sabotaging? And so this is a really multi-layered one. And often people try and overcome this by just trying harder or just writing a better to-do list or getting more motivated. But that is basically like trying to cure a disease by putting a bandaid on it. It just doesn't work. And we need to dig deeper to the root cause to be able to overcome those self-sabotaging moments because it's like no matter how hard we try, we just keep avoiding or not doing the thing. And that is because your subconscious is gaining a major benefit by keeping you stuck. Our subconscious mind is like an overbearing mum. She wants to keep us safe and she is running the show most of the time, right? And we operate from that subconscious around 90% of the time and most of it is unconscious. It's happening on autopilot. And so as much as your conscious mind is saying, I want to start a business, I want to hit these goals, I want to increase my income, I want to do better things, consciously we dislike doing that, right? But our behavior is saying otherwise. And that's because your subconscious is gaining so many benefits benefits from avoiding doing the thing. It's running the show. So it's keeping you safe. The benefits it's gaining is you get to avoid the embarrassment of saying, hey, I'm starting a business. You get to avoid seeing your power fully. And this is a big one. If you never start, you never actually have to see how powerful 
and capable you are. You get to stay stuck. We get to stay safe from judgment. You get to stay broke. If you never start your business, you never get to be that wealthy AF woman, then you get to stay broke. And while consciously it makes no sense, no one wants to be broke. Subconsciously, your mind is loving it because when we stay broke, we get to, you know, avoid having to pay for things. Like there are so many, don't even get me started (laughs) on that. But what you can start to do is start listing all of the potential benefits that your subconscious mind is gaining such as avoiding judgment, such as not having to own responsibility. If you earn lots of money, then you have more pressure and expectation from people, right? So once you start to look for these deeper reasons, we can then remedy that actual issue. We can treat the cause, not just put a bandaid on it. And this is usually stuff that I work deep with my one-on-one clients, my mastermind clients on, because sometimes it is hard for us to see ourselves. It is subconscious for a reason. We're not consciously aware of it. That's why it shows up as self-sabotage. So once you start to gain more awareness around this, it is going to shift so much. You're no longer going to put the damn bandaid on. You're going to actually solve it. And so that's where things start to move and success starts to flow in. And the doing is so damn easy when you get out of your own way. So that brings us to the end of our first ever Ask Jess segment. I hope you've loved this. If you have, please screenshot and share it to your socials and tag me at jess.williamson8. The more you share, the more it means I can continue to bring you these epic value field episodes and we get to have fun along the way and share it with more people who need to hear this. So thanks for hanging out with me today and I will see you on the next episode. 